And welcome to another episode of Speak On It. This is Reggie and... This is Mr. Woods again. Missed y'all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, we have been able to record an episode. Yeah, man. People are taking trips and bang. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, where was you at, man? Uh, me and my fiance, we took a trip to Jamaica. Okay. Uh, that was a pretty dope trip. Uh, nice, travels ridiculous. Uh, we flew on American Airlines, and uh, supposedly they had laid off or whatever you want to say it uh, employees, so they didn't have enough employees to run some of the uh, booths. Mm-hmm. So lines just forever, and then the weather pay havoc. Closed the airport down. Power went out. It was pretty crazy. Oh, wow. But the trip itself was fun. Um, I've never uh, traveled out of the country before, so it was a new experience for me. Definitely. Uh, did a couple of uh, excursions. Couldn't do what I wanted to do because, you know, it hurt. <laughs> you know. <laughs> what was some of the stuff you trying to do? Uh, I wanted to go uh, zip lining. And when they put the harness on me and then they put the strap on me, it felt like my uh, back, I felt it crack, like something on my back. I thought I could get away with it, but whatever, whatever. So I couldn't do that, but, you know, uh, did it, simple little excursions. Uh, Shout out to Lottie for uh, putting that trip together for us. it was pretty fun. Uh, me and my fiance had a pretty good time. So good. Hey, how how's that food hitting though, <sighs> nigga? Um, so for our house, uh, we had an in-house chef, and when I tell you, he cooked every single day. He cooked breakfast and he cooked dinner, and it was like Thanksgiving every single day. Lit. Yeah, I mean, Lit. I I post a video on our uh, Facebook uh, page to show everybody just what we was eating on. It, it was amazing. <laughs> like, I, I, I can't even take another trip somewhere else now mm-hmm. and, and compare it to this one. There's no other trip that equals up to what this trip could have been. I, I, it was amazing. It was amazing. It was a celebrity house. Like, I guess they said that a lot of celebrities stayed in the house. There's a video, I guess, of... Uh, Lori Harvey, right? Yeah, Lori Harvey. Okay. She took had her birthday there. Same house she, she was in. It's the same house we was in. That's it was, crazy. It was amazing. It was amazing. Well-deserved, man. Welcome back. Thank you, thank Time you. To back to business. Uh, yeah, we back to business. Back to business. Uh, came home and we watched uh, game six mm-hmm. of the Western Conference Finals and the Phoenix Suns are going to the NBA Finals. Man. I couldn't imagine myself saying that to start of the year. I knew they had a good team, but I didn't think it was that good of a team. Right. Not to get to the Western Conference Finals. I mean, but they have shown it the entire season. Yeah. That they was a pretty good team. Uh, thoughts on how this series went? Man, um, first and foremost, uh, of course, I hate the Clippers, but facts. Know, much respect, man, for um, losing your best player and 
to push this Suns team to six hard fought games, um, kudos. You know what I mean? Um, as far as the Suns, um, like you said, great team. Um, Chris Paul balled the fuck out. Mm-hmm. 43, which is giving it to him tonight. He did. And like I said, Booker going to do what he do. And just great job by them. Um, like I said, in their bench, you know, when people, some people were saying they need to play campaign more, you know, the backup point. And, you know, Johnson off the bench. And just, it's a great team. Um, like I said, also, though, and they showed their resiliency because they didn't have Chris Paul in the first two games. That's right. You know, with the whole COVID protocol, and they won those two games. And I think for Chris, he was hearing the naysayers talking about, are they better without him? Or he slows the tempo down too much or whatnot. They need to push the ball more. And I think tonight he told everybody, shut the fuck up. Right. I'm a Hall of Famer. Um, possibly a top five point guard. You know, possibly. You know what I'm saying? Wow. We'll save that for another day, but possibly. I don't know what the fuck you've been smoking you know, on, but uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, 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 tonight was a statement game mm-hmm. against his old team in his old house. You know what I mean? He made a statement. He did. I love when players step up like that. You, know, you get a lot of respect for me. Um, he was gassed up. I don't know if you saw the end uh, when he did his interview at the end of the game. He, I, you could tell how amped he was. He even cuss on uh, yeah. during his interview. A lot of emotion. He went through a lot of ups and downs with that organization. He did. You know what I mean? I think it's all just pent up. You know what I mean? Because um, I mean, he thought he was going to be in that position. I think the year that they lost to Houston. With the Clippers, mm-hmm. uh, that year versus OKC, yep, um, blowing three one leads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now you said Phoenix, and we're gonna give them credit. We're gonna talk about them a little bit in the moment, but okay. we gotta go back to the Clippers for a moment. Yep. Uh, first, you said you want to give them credit. You know, losing their best star mm-hmm. and losing the six hard games. However, even though, of course, we're not Clipper fans. We'll put that out there right now. But it's still some piece of me that feels like Phoenix uh, escaped. Because I feel like... No, what I mean by that is the Clippers had game two in the bag. And Paul George missed those free throws. (coughs) I feel like they could have won game four. And they lost that one. Um, I don't... I don't know how to put that into words. Like, I know that Phoenix won the series, but those two games in itself, do you feel like Phoenix won the series or the Clippers lost the series? No, I'm going to say more that Phoenix won the series. Okay. Because at the end of the day, like I stated, uh, they didn't have Chris for the first two games. You know, they handled their business, won those. Um, and then in a pivotal uh Game four, where the Clippers really had a chance to even it up, you know, say what you want, they won the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that, that's respected. That was an ugly ball game. 
Me yes. and Tim can throw the ball to all the ocean. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was one of them type of just in the 80s scrap type game. So I'm not going to go shit on them um, for that. But yeah, the, that that game two loss by the Clippers is bad. Um, yeah. You can't you can't miss both free throws in that scenario. That changed the entire complex of the game because even if the alley does go in, mm-hmm. we're looking at overtime, worst case scenario. I think Paul George has to be the most confusing player, maybe in NBA history. Really? It's just in the simple fact of he can really go from being a bum and choking up those free throws and then do what he did the other game, dropping 40, only missing like four shots. Like, the ups and downs he's shown this whole postseason has been just crazy to me. Okay. I, I just never – I don't remember anybody off the top of my head that's so up and down with their performance. You know, um, he played a lot better once Kawhi was officially out and he knew he was the man. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of those people – players that maybe he has number one talent but number two mentality mm. you know because uh, with Kawhi he really struggled finding his niche you know what I mean and mm-hmm. even when cop Kawhi went out he had that great game like I stated but then he had a game like uh, tonight what 14 15 shots only right come on man it's elimination game like your team's looking to you like more stepped up, he played well. Like they're looking to you to lead, and 15 shots, I, I can't rock with that at all. I don't agree though that it's confusing to me because at the end of the day, isn't that the true definition of what a B player really is? Mm. I don't. See, I've never seen uh, Paul George at this upper avalanche that people are trying to put him on. I think at the best, the best he's a. B plus, and he yeah. showed that. That's yeah. why you said inconsistency. A B plus player, he's gonna get you about ten to fifteen on average. Every now and then, he can blow up and give you a great game, but mm-hmm. he's not—he's not the player to give it to you consistently. Yeah, and that's basically what he did. You know, like I said, he had the forty point out and what he had tonight: twenty-one points, nine rebounds in forty-one minutes. Not gonna do it. Not enough. Morris had 26. Come on. Yeah, you can't do that. Oh, no. You can't do that. Uh, especially if you're supposed to be the person to lead the team. Absolutely. And like I said, I never believed he was a leader. And I don't mean that in any disrespect. Mm-hmm. I just don't see him as a person to lead a team. He's not the LeBron. He's not a Chris Paul. I can see Chris Paul leading a team. I don't mm-hmm. see that same thing with Paul George. It's just crazy, man. So, in a nutshell, um, that that's what Mayors why they, they lost. Um, in a day, like you said, he's a two. Um, they missed Kawhi severely. Um, what do you think they they do with him this offseason? He's a free agent, right? If I'm not mistaken, I'm not sure if he's a free agent or he has a player option. I think he has a player option. That's right. It's a, the two and then the player option. So. I mean, I think he stays. I don't think okay. that changes too much of anything. Uh, yeah, he got hurt. But um, my issue as an organization would be how much can you depend on him? 
because yeah. you're already doing load management, and he still didn't finish out the season. So, do you think even having him on the team? Yes, he's a great player. I don't want to yeah. sleep on that, but he's not reliable enough. No, he's not with his injury history. Like I said, he got hurt from doing a basic step, like non-contact. Like that happens to him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I heard some rumblings that he was upset with the Clippers medical staff. And if you remember how he felt about San Antonio's mm-hmm. medical staff, and you see the result, he got up out of there. So I don't know how that's going to play a part this summer. But um, you went to the wrong LA team. Yeah. I was yeah, just going to say that. Mason. Yeah. Uh, enough about the flipper. I mean, Clippers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the Phoenix Suns and making the first the finals for the first time since 1993. Yes. Uh, that was the year that they had Charles Barkley, and they lost to the Chicago Bulls in six. Yep. Um, specifically, we want to talk about Chris Paul and his legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always said that the great ones can at least lead their team to the finals at least once. And okay. that was the one thing that was uh, eluding Chris Paul mm-hmm. until now. He's finally been able to make a finals. Uh, where do you think this puts him? Uh, I'm not going to ask where he is in your top five. Like I said, we're going to say that for another day. Yeah. But where does where does making the finals, how does this add to his legacy? Um, a lot. Um, and definitely, uh, he closed the series tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, emphatically, um, definitely, it it bumps him all a, a lot up a lot. Um, now, if he finishes the deal, I think you have to put him top five, hands down, with his stats, accomplishments um, on both sides of the ball, all all defensive teams and. You know, I think he averages 19 for a career. Um, you add a ring onto that, and he is the man of the team. Mm-hmm. You got to put him in the top five. Um, this is a big series for him, and we don't know what's going to happen on the East. We're going to talk about that in a little bit um, with that injury injury situation situation. But um, this is big for him. Like just making it is a monumental step. Like you said, there's been a lot of greats, you know, Carl Malone, that, like you said, Charles Barkley, they at least led their team to the promised land. Now it's just about if he could finish the deal. Right. Um, so we'll see in a couple of weeks. How you feel about it? I think, well, you just brought up Carl Malone and Charles Barkley. And as great as they are, they ran into one of the top five players of all time. There's no shame in losing to that. My issue with Chris Paul is going to be if he loses this series. Because no matter who he goes against it, whether it be the Hawks or the Bucks, mm-hmm. there's nobody on either team that I consider top 100 right all time right now. Even Giannis. Giannis is a great talent, but he's not top 100 all time. Hey, well, were you spoke of some of that uh, Jamaican ganja over there? <laughs> like I don't have him in my top 100 all time 100? 100 He's a great player Don't get it twisted But I could name 100 players better than he is I can't rely on him in the clutch You can't shoot 
yes, he can score, but we have a lot of players in this league that can score. I can't put him top. I, it's just my personal opinion. No, it's, it's wrong. Like I said, um, <laughs> my apologies to the uh, Speak On It fans out there. Um, this man had has two MVPs. So, uh, a defensive player of the year. Okay, that alone is at least top sixty. Sixty? Yes. I'm not going to say he's top fifty, but top sixty, like not one hundred. Not one hundred. We've already had the top fifty of all time that came out in '97, right? Yeah. So you mean to tell me there's 50 other players I can add on that wasn't on in that list now? Like there was no Kobe, there was no LeBron, no Tim Duncan, uh, no Steph Curry. I can keep going. You right. can't. I, I can't. I can't put them in the top 100. There's no Steve Nash that you want to say two t- uh, two MVPs. I can keep going. But I don't have them top one. It's just me. Of all time. I'm not saying right now. Right right now, where would you list them? I don't know, but you give me an aneurysm. Just, just, <laughs> this is foolishness. Oh, this, is, this is crazy. No, I'm serious. Like, right now, where would you put Giannis in today's game? Okay, now I'll give you, like you said, the top 50 already came out. Now, what was that shit? Twenty five years ago, roughly? something like that. Yes. Okay, so let's say another. You put another, say twenty players, from then to now that you can add on to that list. He's still somewhere in the seventies. Like, where does he rank right now? On the league? Yes. All right. Let me see. We got no order. We got no, we no order. No order. All right. We got. KD, okay. Braun, uh-huh. Steph. Mm-hmm. Those are the automatics. Um, is he better than AD? Is he better than AD? Mm-hmm. I would say so. Okay. Yeah, I mean, AD. The accomplishments. We can't, like, to win MVP not once but twice. Okay. Like, and defensive player of the year. Like, so you got him better than Booker? Huh? You got him better than Booker. You got him yes. better than CP3. Yeah. Let's say it's an argument. Booker's not the best player on this team. Okay. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying overall. I'm not saying he's the best player on the team. I just say overall, with your eye test, if you had to choose Booker or Giannis, who you I'll take. I'm taking Giannis. See, what you're doing is, I think you're you're confusing skill with just best or dominant. Yeah. Does Booker have a better jumper? Yes, that's all he does better than Giannis. There's nothing else course on the court that he does better than Giannis. He don't defend. He don't rebound. Like, it's just, it's so Giannis can't shoot. No. He can dribble a little bit. Okay, I give you defense. I will give you that. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I you gotta I understand can, this guy. Without no type of shot, thirty and ten every fucking game. Okay. Like, there's no argument. Like, you have to put me your top five currently playing. Now, the first three are automatic. Mm-hmm. That I said. Then you st- you start 
uh, James Harden. Um, yeah, that's you know. what I was going with next. Oh yeah, sure. I mean, that's fine. Then that's it. You have people like like Dame, but he ain't done crap in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like he's a great show, great score, but. So what has Giannis done in the playoffs? Huh? What has Giannis done in the playoffs? Oh well, wait. Oh, well, he still might make the finals. He's not playing the rest of the season. Hey, I'm sorry. He's done. He's done. He hasn't done nothing in the playoffs here. You keep saying that, and I'm like, give me litter over him. Uh, only, only. I, I was gonna say something ridiculous, but no, not no. You been saying something ridiculous. Keep going. No, I'm just trying to make my case. Okay, you've already named four, uh, four players. Yeah. We, of course, you want to go in the past. We ain't listed Tim Duncan. We ain't said Kobe. We ain't said AI. We ain't said Dirk. These are all players that's above them. It's very it's very possible I can get 50 other players that's above Giannis. No, you won't. Wow. In 25 years. Huh? In 25 years. No, you won't. Okay. You you just won't. Is he better than Melo? Huh? Is he better than Melo? Carmelo Anthony? Yes. Yeah. What has Carmel done? Wow. Wow. So, accomplishments don't mean nothing. Okay, but is we've this all... this what the podcast is all about? No, no, no. We've also said that the MVP is a popularity uh, uh, achievement. Because if that's the case, Kobe should have more than one. So, no, I agree with that. So, at the end of the day, it, if you ain't got jewelry or anything like that, that doesn't mean anything. So, the two MVPs don't mean shit to me. They don't. Damn. They don't. Like, I, I, he's a dominant player. And I'm not saying he's not a great player. But, top 100 of all time. All time, John. I'm not. <laughs> I, that's ridiculous. This is crazy. That's ridiculous. This man said, not top five. Not top 100 of all time. Wow. I can't believe you said that, bro. I, I, I what? I don't see anything wrong with that statement. Cause okay, you're out here. You said mellow. Okay, it, it's the same argument. He's a better, better shooter. But what is it? What does it got him? That's the same argument I can make with Giannis. You got two MVPs. So what? Oh, that means something. Steve Nash, stop. Well, he earned one of those. Which one? I say the second one. That, that the second that, one was the one where Kobe had the eighty-one in the next season. No, no, that was Kobe. That's some bullshit. Thank yeah, you. He earned the first one though. Okay, okay. I, 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 I might give you the and first one. The ones that Giannis won. Who else would you give it to? Okay, I'm not arguing that either. I'm saying after that, what did it? What did it get him? A second round exit. Yeah. Well, I, I I can't get past that. That's, this is the farthest he's ever been this season. He was the MVP this year? No. You know what I mean? I don't see... But he's in a discussion? Take he's in a discussion. Of course he was. But he wasn't He was in the top three, was he? No, I think it was Yo, Embiid, and... Um, who's the third person? Curry. Paul. Curry. They was dis- disrespecting him. Was it Curry? It was Curry. But Curry. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is fine. I guess I don't yeah, have a problem yeah. with that. But top one hundred all time. Like you threw off my whole mental <laughs> of where we're going with this fucking show with this this blasphemy. Like this is crazy. Like 
top 100. Well, I don't know why you feel that is so hard to digest. He's not. I wish I could pull out the episode of Open Court where they was adding the next top 10 after this top 50. And we, I think I've only listed a couple of them. Uh, I say I gave you 20 players roughly since that list. Even then, we're in the 70s. Like, there just hasn't been that many real players from 97 to 2021. This is... I'm in, I'm in, I'm in awe right now. I, I can't, I, I, I can't, I can't. This, this <laughs> crazy. I don't, I don't have a problem saying it. I really don't. If I really felt like that was a blasphemy statement, it's not. Oh, it's really not. Well, we're gonna get feedback. Oh, we are, we are. Matter of fact, put that in there right now. If you listen to this podcast and you disagree with what I'm saying or agree with Mr. Woods on this blasphemous. Uh, take Giannis is he's not he's just not a top one hundred player all time. Hey, people that know me know I don't drink or smoke. <laughs> I might need one. You after thinking that bullshit, you definitely is, need one. This is, this Missing is out the rest of your top one hundred all time, all time. I, as a matter of fact, I'm gonna post this on my list on on our Facebook page. I'm a name. 50 players that are not on the top NBA's, uh, the top uh, 50 list. And I'm going to name 50 other players. And I want you to tell me which one you're going to take off. Gladly. I can't wait. Okay. Whatever you say. Let's try, let's try to get this, this show back on track. <laughs> this is... This is <laughs> Getting back to Giannis. Uh, their series with the Hawks is tied up at two two. Yeah. But injuries once again have reared their in- ugly head. Sucks, man. Uh, Giannis went out in Game Four with a knee injury. They're calling a hypersent knee. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's back for the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, Trey Young stepped on the official's foot, has a bruised foot. Yeah. He didn't play Game Four, but they still blew the Hawks. I mean, the Bucks out. But it looks like he has more of a chance of coming back than Giannis does. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you see that series going? Man, it's a best of three now. Um, mm-hmm. Two games in Milwaukee. Uh, I'm going to still ride the Bucks, man. I'll be on the train and go ride it till the wheels fall off. Um, we need Middleton. Kind of like we was talking about with uh, Paul George. You got to play like a one. You know, you got to give me 35 and be efficient and be a playmaker to give your team a chance. And hopefully, you know, give Giannis, Giannis a, check, a chance to come back in the finals. You know what I mean? And shut this idiot up I'm working with. And, um, <laughs> you know, that, that's, what, that's what I'm praying for. Um, it's, been a, it's been a crazy series. The Bucks piss me off so much. They shoot so many fucking threes. And they can't shoot. Really? It, it's just crazy to me. They can't shoot. Oh, you being they, smart ass? This is your damn right. Oh, okay. I, I mean, they, they, on, they, they only following their leader, you know, the top 100 player of all time that mysteriously can't shoot free throws or three-pointers, but he still shoots them. But carry on. All right, yeah. Okay. It, it's crazy to me. Like, 
Brooke Lopez is seven foot, two sixty plus. Um, they're they're big at every position, and it is jack up threes. Mm-hmm. And Hawks just take the ball and and it's a fast break, easy points. Like get them in a half court. If it ain't Trey Young cooking, they can't score. But you're giving them twenty to thirty fast break points. Yeah, they have a chance to win. So it's so frustrating for me. You know what I mean? And Hawks, they're starting to get a little healthy. Um, Reddish played the last game, big contribution. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so, and Trey, they said Trey might be back for the next game. Um, the Bucks are playing with fire, man. And um, for the NBA's sake, I hope the Bucks find a way to make it because what the Suns will do to the Hawks will be something nasty. No lube. Like it's, just, it's ridiculous. So we got we got we got to get the bucks in there, man. Just he said no lube. Go go and give your thoughts, man. I just uh, I hundred percent agree about the no lube because uh, that's just not a matchup for the Suns. It's nope. it's not even close. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will shut down Trey Young and like you said, the Hawks. With the exception of Game Four, the Hawks go where Trey Young goes. Absolutely. And yeah, once he shut down, the series is over. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for that part, I do hope that the Bucks do win. Yeah, man. However, there's no way I see Middleton turning into a A player. He's okay. a B player. Yeah. What he is, he is what it is. He's gonna give you a good game. And then he's going to give you his average games. It's going to be the same thing. And the key is, can he have two good games without having two average games to get him to the finals? And if I have to answer that question truthfully, I think he's going to get you one. Yeah. He'll get you one. I don't see him getting you two. That's what I'm struggling with. And the Hawks have already proven they can win a game seven. On the road. They have. It's not like they're afraid of the moment. They went against the number one seed and already, you know, knocked them out. So, and actually, since we brought that up, the series or whatever, mm-hmm. we got to bring up the team that the Hawks beat in that series, the Philadelphia 76ers. They were mm-hmm. the number one seed East. Yeah. Uh, by Picked by many to be a finals uh a good finals contender, perhaps. Yeah. And they got bounced in the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, the big story around that team centers around Ben Simmons. Yeah. Uh, he's a talent. He's a great defensive player. Mm-hmm. But his offensive liabilities cost him that series. Yeah. Uh, it was a. It was a. The problem for Doc Rivers to decide does you want to play him or sit him because you can do a hack of Ben Simmons and he couldn't make a free throw. And as we saw, even when he had the ball in his hands with the opportunity to score with a, off a layup, he passed the ball. Pathetic. I, I really can't get the image out of my head. So uh, what do you think the Sixers should do about Ben Simmons? Uh, do you think there's time to move on? Uh, and also, how far do you think well, not how far. Um, do you think Ben Simmons is even going to improve? Or is this just what we're going to have? Um, 
I think the Sixers should uh, definitely move them. Um, okay. For the simple fact, the Philly fans are done with this nigga. Like, that city, when you have a performance like that, like, they boo Santa Claus. Like, they... That's they, true. They, they did. You know... I remember when they uh, booed uh, Michael Irving when he broke his neck. Met, bruh. Yeah. So, they don't play around. So, he has to go. Um, and him and B is oil and water. They both, to be effective, got to operate in the post. You know what I mean? That's why so many times we'd be like, why is Embiid big ass behind a three-point line instead of being on a block? It's because Ben Simmons needs to be there because right. he can't shoot. Mm-hmm. At least Embiid, for a seven-footer, can shoot a little bit. Right, you know right. what I mean? Um, but it's clear after what we've seen with the uh, whole hack of Ben stuff, his confidence is just shot. Um, and then, you know, like, he kind of reminds me offensive-wise. Remember after Nick Anderson missed those four free throws? He was never the same after that. Like, confidence was just completely gone. Yeah. It, it's like I said, it's someone like almost insulting your basketball manhood. Like, mm-hmm. we're just going to foul you and we know you're going to miss. Like, it's embarrassing. I know he, he was embarrassed and ashamed and he only has himself to blame for not putting in the work. This has been the critique on Ben since he's been in the league five years now. Um, great athlete. Um, he's a Magic and LeBron hybrid and all this stuff, but he puts in no type of work to improve his offensive game. And it took this playoff run to really get exposed that he needs to work on his game in a lot. But And maybe for another team, he could be a strong asset, but in Philly, I think he's run his course, and it's it's time for them to see what they can get for him. It's sad because this past off season, they could have got James Harden for him, right? You know, and they were so oh we're not trading Ben. He's twenty four and his bright future and blah blah blah. And now, not even a full calendar year later, we got to get him out of here. Right? You know what I mean, and it's crazy. So. Hopefully they find a trade partner, and you know I, I heard some things. Maybe trade him to Portland, you know, um, mm-hmm. get for like C.J. McCullough in another package. You know what I mean? Put him with Dame, um, a, a perimeter player. He can maybe operate in the post. I feel like with Ben, he needs to model himself after Giannis. Mm-hmm. Um, similar thing. Not great shooters. But at least Giannis will take a shot if you dare. Right, and make right. Some, you know what I mean? He needs to maybe bulk up his body and start operating post. He's a great passer. Um, and before this series, great finisher around the rim. So maybe emulate Giannis' game, you know, top 100. <laughs> and uh, I think he'll do wonders for his career. What do you think? Uh, actually, uh, I forgot who told me this, but... Um, they had an idea that maybe you could trade him to the Warriors, gives okay. up Triple A picks and Wiseman, and use him as a low key center. Yeah, okay. That was kind of scary when I really thought about it. First, I was like, no, that doesn't make any sense. You know, Team you can't have. Kid? Yeah, well, they are already. That's but, what they have. But um, and then Draymond. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, 
have a lineup of uh, Clay and Steph, uh, Wiggins, Green, and Simmons. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, no, that Green and uh, Simmons putting them on the court together, two non-shooters, you're putting a lot of pressure on Steph and Clay True. to knock down shots. But now that I think about it, that's not that bad of a lineup. It's not, but the problem is Ben Simmons is kind of soft. Um, he kind of ha- probably has the AD syndrome. Oh, I don't want to play center. Or I don't want to bang, bang around. So until he changes mentality that I want to be a post player, it probably won't work. Well, he needs to figure something out because at this rate, he's costing himself. Obviously, I think he's ran himself out of Philly. I don't like yeah. to say I'd agree. I don't think him coming back. I don't see the Philly faithfuls accepting him. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember somebody else compared him. He's a great talent to Magic. And uh, Magic, if you remember, he couldn't shoot the best. Yeah. Right? Especially the first five years in his league, he mm-hmm. really could not shoot. But the one thing I will give Magic over Ben, Magic would shoot. Knowing yes. damn well he couldn't shoot, every now and then he would shoot. And he can make a couple every now and then. Make yourself a threat. That's exactly. And it. once that started happening, and then he put the time in the work from 87 to the time he retired. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he was Steph Curry behind a three-point line or anything like that. But he could shoot a jumper a little bit. But that he, set shot was ugly as fuck. It was ugly. Oof. But, I mean, some of the best players that had ugly. Like uh, Rick Barry at the free throw line. The grandma shot. Crazy. It was ugly. Crazy. Man shot 90% from the free throw line. Sure did. So, some of the most ugliest shots. Uh, are effective. Yeah, and they are. It was very much effective. Mm-hmm. Um, also want to get into um, this entire postseason as a whole. Okay. Uh, we, I, I cannot remember a postseason that's had as many injuries as this year's. No. Um, of course, with the Lakers, uh, AD going down, um, just in this in this uh, um, round of the playoffs, you had uh, um, Young get hurt, Giannis be hurt, Kawhi in the last series, mm-hmm. uh, uh, James Harden, yep. uh, Kyrie. Kyrie. Um, I've never seen, like I say, this many injuries in one season. In one yeah. playoffs, I should say. Yeah. Um, do you think this was a tribute to them starting the season too early? I feel like no, because people need to remember, they had a full five months off before the bowl started. And, you know, they played, you know, for a few months. Um a lot of the injuries have just been just, I think, freak injuries. Um, like we said, with Giannis, he just landed weird and mm-hmm. hyperextended his knee. Right, um, right. Kyrie stepped on Giannis' foot. Mm-hmm. Trey Young stepped back on the rest foot. It's all like freak shit. You know what I mean? More than I think just wearing and tearing the body. You know, it was a shortened season, 72 games. You know what I mean? I just think. Uh, LeBron's injury. Somebody just rolled into his ankle. It's just right. all just horrible accidents, I feel. You know what I mean? Instead of the only real non-contact one was Kawhi. But we know his legs are brittle. 
Right. This is nothing new with him. You know what I mean? So I won't blame it on the short off season. Um, and then, like I said, this this uh, off season, same thing because of the Olympics. You know, a lot of the top players are choosing to play in the Olympics, which I I support. You know, represent our country, but you're shortening your off season. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so we'll see how that affects him going into the 2021-22 season. I don't think I can't necessarily blame um, the short off season as the problem. However, the combination of them restarting the way that they did is a problem. Mm-hmm. Yes, you said they had five months off between you know the bubble starting the the COVID nineteen protocols that put into place in March. And I think the bubble started in, was that July? July or August last year? Yeah. But you also got to remember throughout that entire time, they didn't know um, when the season was going to start. So it wasn't like a normal offseason. Yes, there were no games, but they were really keeping themselves in game shape. Mm -hmm. So they were still training just as hard. So even though that was time not having a game, it was an offseason. You train differently in the off season than you do the regular season, True. and they were training those months, um, those t- that time when they was off, as if it was the season was still going on. So mm-hmm. they really didn't rest their bodies, and then yeah. you go into the bubble, you play the playoffs, which you're supposed to play at a level that's higher than any other time in the season, mm-hmm. and then you have that short time off, and. Um, you start up again. And somebody else made this a point to me too. Um, that the WNBA players, they do that all the time. Mm-hmm. So, um, a lot of them, they, they play overseas. Yeah. You know. Speaking of which, now that I think about it, uh, she had a topic that he wanted to throw out up at us. Oh, what's up? Yeah, he asked, he wanted to know our thoughts completely on the WNBA. Um, okay. I've always been African. I said I love the WNBA. I do think they've made some really dumb decisions to hinder the league's growth. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, like I remember when the league first started, you geared that league so strong to be a a league that women can follow. You can't do that. Like mm-hmm. perfect example, tennis, women's tennis is popular, but you don't see it marketed as a league for women. Right. It's just your your athletes and yes. you market it that way. When the WNBA started, they marketed it as a league for women. Right then and there you've already turned off pretty much everyone your male counterparts to watch the games. Yeah. Nobody's gonna watch that. Yeah. Um they also um they didn't advertise their star players. I didn't know who Cynthia Cooper was till maybe till she got to the finals. I had no idea about her history at USC. I didn't know how dominant of a player she was because you yeah. never marketed her. True. You only marketed Cheryl Swoops, you marketed Lisa Leslie and Rebecca Lobo. Those are the only three I knew. Mm-hmm. So it was me actually watching the league um, and figuring things out that way. You made the rules. You want to make it seem like this was a pro league, but yet you made every single one of the rules 
like it was a college game. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the two halves, a 30-second shot clock. Mm-hmm. We watch pro basketball. You know, it's four quarters, 24-second shot clock. So you market it completely wrong um, with the rules. Of course, when we even got into the entire, um, you still have the basket at 10 feet. When the average height of the league is six four six five, yeah, um, the league needs that excitement. Yes, yes, yes. I'm not gonna say they don't train as hard as the male counterparts. I would never say that they do their thing. That'd be stupid of me. Mm-hmm. But nobody wants to watch a coast to coast layup. No yes. one cares. Nope. Um, at the end of the day, we need that excitement. We need to see someone get dunked on. Yes. Uh, we want to see that athleticism that you know. I know that they have, but you can't sit there and blame them for you know being a foot and a half shorter. So now they can't dunk. Mm-hmm. So it, it hinders the audience of uh, people that want to watch. Like I say, getting back to marketing to the women, mm-hmm. they put games on Lifetime, bro. For real. Lifetime. <laughs> watch this. Matter of fact, I'm about to show. So you can watch uh, a WNBA game, then watch Golden Girls? Exactly. Oh, shit. Right. I, I, need, I, I have to pull this up right That's now. That's crazy. Um, and even their theme music, it just sounded um, completely uh, just women. And like I say, that's not a knock. Um, I mean, that's not me saying, uh, can I spell today? Shit. And see, there's a lot of, um, dope female players. Like, you have your older players like Sue Bird still hooping and Diana Tarazi, um, legends, you know what I mean? That are nice with it, you know what I mean? And whether it's just horrible TV deals or advertisement, like I said, great point by you as far as advertising just for women mm-hmm. like I said um, for some to work you need men women kids black white everyone to enjoy your product you know what I mean right and it's worse I, I'll show it to you another time uh-huh. but like the theme song like you just it was like a female uplifting theme song and I didn't understand like you're sitting there trying to promote the league mm-hmm. but you have it on Lifetime have you ever thought sports in Lifetime in the same category? You just don't. I, I hear Lifetime. I think Hallmark. There you go. That's it. And I feel that you hard, you you messed up a lot of the potential audience that you had by how you marketed the league. Some other things that's hard in the league. Your most dominant... Um, your dominant period by one team, the team isn't even around anymore. You've lost. There's 12 teams in the league. Seven of them have folded. People don't under, People don't know. There was a team in Houston. There was a team in Sacramento. There was a team in Portland, Miami, Cleveland, Orlando, Detroit, right. uh, Tulsa. That well, Dallas is there. I can't correct myself on that one. But those are areas that had teams and they don't have them anymore. And hell, we almost lost the Sparks a couple years ago to a Magic Bottom. So, you, you, your, your history is already fucked up, mm-hmm. and then your stars have moved around. So, it's hard for me if you're not 
if you're a casual fan, it's hard for you to completely follow with the league um, when you don't know where everybody's going to be at. Mm-hmm. You like the uh, uh, Gumake, she just came out with a 30 for 30 talking about the time in the bubble. There's a, and it's called 144. Mm-hmm. The reason it's called that is because there's only 144 people in the WNBA. You know, so <laughs> yeah, I mean that's bad. That's that is really bad mm-hmm. when it, um, you know. And then every year, you know, we have these college players that come out, but no one really gets to see them because if they're not top quality, they're off the league within a year. Yeah. So you've completely screwed up all of that. Like I say, the talent is there. But it's just marketed marketed horribly. Totally agree with that, man. Uh, how do you feel? Uh, a lot of the same. Like I said, man, it's all about getting yourself out there. I feel like between social media and you know just getting out there, like I said, whether it's the right advertisement, mm-hmm. just to get eyes on your product. You know what I mean? And let's say they don't do what we want and lower the rim so we can see these women dunk. Okay. Realistically, probably not going to happen. No. But, like I said, if you market, just like the NBA, they market their stars. Every time you turn around, you see LeBron, KD. Oh, watch this game. You see these people. Same thing. We have to get to learn these women. So, we need to see you advertising Brittany Griner and, you know, Cooper, like you said, um, showcasing their talents. To make people say, all right, let me give these women a chance. Mm-hmm. And then maybe once they see it, like, dang, she do got a nice handle, nice shot. She's ferocious. Like, you know, this gives the women their respect. Yeah, they can't dunk, but it still give me entertainment for a couple hours that I can really rock with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it might take a little more time, effort, and money to put into it. But I think the result will be good if they really put that effort into marketing these women. Because... They stay on this pace, the WNBA won't be around in 10 years. I can agree with that because, I mean, if you watch, uh, if you follow any WNBA stories on Twitter, the first joke is, oh, she made me a sandwich or uh, cooked dinner. Did she wash the clothes? Real sexist shit. Yeah, because yeah. it doesn't get respected. Yep. But you don't see that when it comes to other women's sports. You just don't. Mm-hmm. But I will also put this out there as well. Some of the women in the NBA need to come off their high horse, too. Mm-hmm. Some of them really believe, like, um, Brittany Griner, when she made that ridiculous statement that she can beat uh, uh, DeMarcus Cousins in the Ridiculous. Post. Like, you need to stop. Um, some of them, they're high horse. They up on this high horse, and they don't realize that even if you think you got talent, if no one's watching, no one cares. You're not getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. And really, you're still not getting paid for it. Like the WBA, I think the highest uh, player makes about 200000 for for that's me, that's insane. That's crazy. That's insane. But like what, that's what I said, so many of these women are forced to go play overseas mm-hmm. to earn a living to take care of their families. And, and they should I, have to do that. This I, should be the, the mecca of... Basketball. Professional women's basketball, you know. But I mean, if you think about it, one of the best basketballs of all time, loving basketball. Uh-huh. You know, she got more. Uh, Monica got more respect going yeah. overseas than she ever got playing over here. 
True. So, I mean, it's it's, it's very factual, but um, I don't think... I, I respect the league. I, I do love the league. Mm-hmm. But if they don't make these adjustments, this league is not going to stick around because the NBA has pretty much been fronting the bill. And yeah. their saving grace was, you know, they got that huge television deal. So they had a little bit of money to throw around mm-hmm. here and there. If the NBA goes back to where it was early 2000s monetary-wise... Like, mm-hmm. that's how we have another depression or something like that. Where they got to start, you know, watching where they spend their money again. The WNBA is not going to be around. Because they're no. not going to spend as much money on the league as they do now. Because I think they say out of the 12 teams, only one of them had a profit. Wow. If I, I'm pretty yeah, sure I read yeah. that correctly. So, if one of them had a profit, you don't have fans in the stands. You really don't have a great television deal. You don't have sponsors like that. The league is not going to be around. So, like, props, my guy. Yes. Uh, also, shout out to um, Vince Beatty. Um, you show us a lot of love, you know, on post and supporting our show. Much love, man. Um, shout out to my boy Brian. He uh, shows a lot of love, man. You know, avid list, listener. You know, when he's doing his long truck drive runs. Love you, brother. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, last subject we forgot we gotta bring up real fast. Uh, this is not sports related, but I, it has affected sports a lot lately. Um, the George Floyd case. Mm-hmm. Um, the officer that was involved was arrested, and while I was in Jamaica, I, I didn't have service, so I found out later that uh, he was sentenced to twenty-two years. Yeah. In prison, um, I was speaking my mind on it. Um, I feel that he kind of got off. If I'm if I'm being honest, yeah, mm-hmm. twenty two years is a long time, but he'll never see all twenty two years. No way. If that was an average person and they did exactly what he did, he'd be looking at life. Yeah. Um. I I still feel for that the George Floyd family because I think yeah they're they're gonna get the monetary uh, conversation but you can't bring back the individual no. and to watch that video and see how that man was killed in front of all those people recording and officers not giving a fuck yeah uh, it still bothers me I don't know if I ever forget that. Um, I just, I just don't understand uh, this legal system sometimes uh, it benefits a certain type of person mm-hmm. and once again I think yes 22 years is a long time but I just think it needs to set a more of a precedent you got yes. if, if, if no one is really above the law then why is the sentencing so differently um, what's your thoughts? Um, definitely, um, it's the thing where I felt like every count, every charge should have been to the max. Right. I think the max could have been 30 years and the fact that I got shortened by eight years and then 
if you paid attention to the news in Minnesota, a lot of their their sentencing is you'll serve two thirds of it. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're saying he'll serve anywhere from twelve to fifteen years. Mm-hmm. And if it's on the low end, twelve years, it just blows my mind. You know what I mean? To see that man for ten minutes have a knee on his throat and two gentlemen holding his legs. We're still waiting for their sentencing. See what happens to them also. But I thought it was just a slam dunk. Like, it's for our eyes to see. And like you said, you know, there's no bringing George Floyd back. You know what I mean? Um, They tried stuff as far as, you know, I think the family got a $30 million settlement and things of that nature. Um, It's just not enough. Like I said, I just feel like he got privileged because he is an officer of the law. And because if that was me or you that did it to him, mm-hmm. Lord knows what that sentence might be, you know. And Well, if it was me or you, we wouldn't be living to talk about it. Yeah. That's yeah. how I, that's what hurts me yeah. about this entire situation. Um, as a, as a black man living in this country, sometimes people don't, well, other black men realize it that we're to certain people um, in certain situations. It's we're guilty to proving innocent. Yeah, and and you know you have we've all experienced when you walk into a parking lot and someone grabs a purse yeah, tighter, yeah. or you see somebody that's pressed their car alarm as they walk into the store. And they see you walking in a parking lot and you just see them boop, 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 boop just to make sure that the alarm is on. Real shit, Um, real shit, man. And it's not even like that. You know, I don't don't see another black man as a threat. Uh, And I don't want anybody else to see the same thing as far as how we are. And Mm -hmm. it hurts that, you know, I don't have any kids right now. And I sometimes, that actually scares me to have a kid and bring them into this world to have to deal with the racism that's around nowadays. I mean, and people, oh, it's been better than it was in the 60s. Like, yeah, like, yeah, that may be true. But at the end of the day, people are still getting killed for the color of their skin. And mm-hmm. it hurts. Yeah, no, like I said, um, me having a young son, um, that day's going to come when I have to tell him, hey, when you see an officer, you have to talk walk and look a certain way or bad things can happen to you you know i had an unfortunate incident when i was 19 and i got pulled over and other situation i don't know if you remember guy said i was tailgating somebody yes i remember that i remember i called you they made me like get out the car and Mm -hmm. and for me i have no criminal record i don't smoke i don't drink i am and no way a threat to society. Mm-hmm. So for me going through that, just for the color of my skin, it's um, it's a it's a convo. I'm not looking forward to having my son, but it has to be done though. So. All right. Well, uh, that's the episode of uh, Speak on It for uh, for John. This is Reggie.